What's up, folks? I just wanted to record this uh, quick podcast uh, on relationships and uh, just what I have discovered from my own inauthentic way of showing up in the relationship that I was most recently in with actually a very amazing woman. And, uh, you know, in a nutshell, I did not lead the relationship as a man is to lead and You know, as the saying goes, masculine leads, feminine follows. And I did not take ownership of that early on in the relationship. And it was largely because uh, it's not pretty to say, but it's like, you know, knowing my my money situation and my living situation. I was really just in the of the mindset to just be fortunate or lucky enough, if you will, to have a woman that accepted me in my current circumstances, you know, and I kind of had to like, if she accepts me for where I am right now, she must be the one after, you know, years of not being in a relationship and just, you know, slowly, you know, putting the pieces of my life back together and uh, having her show up in a way that was unexpected, you know, was really, you know, I kind of had it as like a sign, if you will, that she was the one. And I think she actually, Was and is, you know, who knows? Miracles happen, right? (laughs) Uh, But uh, above all else, the main thing that's there around that is, um, you know, no matter what she did or did not do, I still think it's ultimately our fault as men when we don't lead and when we don't lead from a confident and self-assured perspective, when we don't address issues in the moment and when we let stuff slide. And you can say that for anybody. You know, but I've had a history of like stepping over things because I had it that, well, it wasn't that important. No, it is important. If it's something that's in your heart to say, say it, man or woman, don't do yourself a disservice. You know, speak your truth and she or or he may not like it. Don't worry about it. They'll get over it. And if they're meant to be with you, you know, then, then you guys will come to whatever terms you need to come to and compromise so that you have a relationship that lasts for the long haul. And, uh, you know, one of those things that was also there for me was the fact that the only way I really felt like I was able to be a contribute contribution to her was really about doing things for her because, you know, my money just wasn't right. You know, um, so whether it was fixing something on her truck, uh, I remember the last thing I did for when we when I was helping her to move um, to the state where she relocated to and uh, I was helping her to get her tires replaced. And I went to the shop and they could not get one of the rims off because the uh, lug nut was on there and she didn't have the key for it to unlock it. And so, you know, I said, well, you know, the tire's got to be replaced. We can't go with that tire. So just, you know, pop it off, which they did. That meant that there was no lug nut on that particular thread of screws. And um, little thing, but it was one of those things that it kind of reminded me of what I was doing early on in a relationship and that I was being a contribution to her, you know, and that's when I felt worthy of, you know, being able to say, well, maybe we could go out or maybe I could, you know, we could take our relationship to a intimate level. Because to me, you know, you need to earn it, you know, and if you haven't earned it, you really don't deserve it. So, ladies, you know, make them earn it, you know, don't just give it to them. See where his heart is. See where his head is at. You know, see what his commitment level is. And fellas, do the same thing. You know, if it's things that are important to you, hold true to those things. 
and don't compromise on them. You know, and that was the other thing, too. You know, we worked out together one time. And after that, it fell out of out of existence. And I'm the one that's responsible for that. We were going to cook together. That happened maybe once or twice. And then it wasn't like I think the second time we cooked together, you know, she was bitching at me about different things. And then, you know, I didn't check her on it. I just allowed her to say it for whatever reason. And so it's really just about as as men being men and not being a wuss, because if you don't hold the space as a man and you're divine masculine, she will find somebody else that does hold that space. You know what I'm saying? So whether that's breaking up with you or cheating on you, uh, understand, fellas, if you are not manning up and handling your business, she will be stepping to someone else. Real talk. Right. So don't get your feelings hurt. And so. You know, all that being said, I really, in the truest sense, don't point the finger at her for really much of anything. You know, if anything, I just I look at the the lessons that I learned from that experience and why I'm so present to the importance of, uh, you know, just, you know, it's not that you don't compromise as a man. It's about having your principles And if those things are of value to you, which typically principles are, you don't compromise on those things. I mean, certain things, definitely, because a relationship is is a lot of things and compromise is definitely one of them. Above all else, uh, you know, be be a contribution. Speak your truth. Don't you know, and that's one of the worst things that can ever happen, too. And that's one of the other things I learned. Don't walk around on eggshells. If it's and that's again, that's from that whole space of being fully self-expressed. So if it's something that's on your chest, get it off your chest. She may not like it. That's okay. She'll get over it. Because the one thing that I'm I'm present to is how you know you have people that are in relationships and they're surviving their relationship. And after a while, that's what it ended up being with her. And it didn't have to be that way. And it was largely because I wasn't you know, doing the work that I needed to be doing. And I don't mean like just a job. I mean, but like, you know, using different spiritual distinctions in my life to help create the space for her and I to have a great relationship together. That was all me, you know. And so and it's not to beat myself up. That's not the point of this blog. The point of this is just to emphasize that one of the most things you can ever, most important things you can ever do in this life is be full in your full self-expression. Because if you don't do that, you're doing yourself a disservice. And the way I have it, as the scripture says, I and the Father are one. So in other words, I am God. You are God. We are a part of that energy that is God. We are, and that's all, and it says that in the scriptures too. You know, have I not said that ye are God's also? So sometimes you got to say some things that may come off a particular way and you might be looked at as a being a prick, you know, it's it's still about respect. At the end of the day, it's about respect, her respecting you and you respecting her. And one of the things that causes a lot of women to lose respect for men is that they don't hold the space of the relationship. And when you as a man do not hold the space in the relationship from a, a divine masculine point of view, you're not allowing the space for her to be in her divine feminine. And that's what allows her to let her 
uh, her her guard down uh, tend to trust you more because there's no telling what she's been through before she got to you. You know, who may have hurt her in the past, you know, what things she may have in her space that has it as a difficult thing for her to trust somebody. And so it's really up to us as men to really lead effectively, to be, you know, in an empowering context and to just own our power. And and that's really what creates the clearing for that dance between masculine and feminine to show up so beautifully as it often does when a man is fulfilling his role and a woman is fulfilling her role. And it's not about anything other than that. It's a beautiful thing to see couples in love. It's a beautiful thing to see, you know, couples still together after years and they're still flirting with each other. They're still chasing each other around the house, whatever that, you know, is. Uh, they still are intimate. You know, they touch each other and they they acknowledge each other. All of those little subtle things make a huge difference in a relationship. And um, and I don't entirely believe in monogamy. And from a Western point of view, I don't really believe in marriage because essentially you're saying that the state and the church dictate to you who and what and how your marriage will go and take it to to an extreme. It's like in the movie Braveheart when he married his wife, who was a virgin, I believe, if memory serves me right in the movie. Then the Catholic priest was like, I'm sleeping with your wife and she's going to give her virginity to me. And then you can have her after I'm done, you know, and the way things are going in this society. I hate to say it, but it wouldn't surprise me, it can, especially consider how most Americans are just willingly giving up all their rights and not trying to contest any of this garbage that's going on in Washington in terms of, you know, the Senate and Congress and all that. It wouldn't surprise me if it ended up being like that in this modern day era that we live in. The main point is when you're talking about your relationship is what you choose it to be. And you guys choosing each other newly each day, discovering each other newly each day. I even had that conversation with uh, the young lady that I was with. Um, and, and that's what caused me to see her differently than I had ever seen her before. And I said, what would it be like if you were with somebody that, you know, you guys were just open to exploring each other newly each day or, or discovering each other newly each day? And she was like wow, that would be amazing, you know? And so, you know, hold the space for love, you know, know that it's still possible, build that friendship, build the rapport and, and see what you can create together in a partnership. And one of the other things I would definitely add is to make sure that you are being intentional when you are about to enter into a relationship. And a lot of times what intentionality shows up for me as because uh, I'm in the uh, financial services industry right now studying. And I should say, I have to be honest, I have to use that term loosely right now because I haven't been consistent with my studying for my life insurance uh, exam. And I, we had a workshop on the cost of raising a child. And one of the things that really just was there for me in that workshop was just thinking to myself like, wow, you know, if more people were more intentional and the early part of their relationship, like, hey, you know, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Are we friends with benefits? Are we fuck buddies? You know, excuse my language, but that's that's the conversation in that space a lot of times. Or are we actually building something together? You know, be very clear, be very intentional, know what you want. And if you don't know, take some time and find out what that is, because truthfully, I don't necessarily think that monogamy is normal or balanced. 
period. Because if you uh, monogamy in the truest sense is the person that you gave your virginity to and you being with that person for the rest of your life. So if that's the case, are most people really monogamous? No, <laughs> you got a lot of serial monogamous. But that. Uh, so in other words, I actually think it's natural to have more than one woman. That's just from the research and the things that I've studied. So whether you have several women, or you have one woman. Whatever your situation or setup is, it could be a woman that has several men. You got situations like that throughout the world. You know, it is really I, I personally don't see how that really works. But, you know, hey, whatever, whatever does it for you. The main point is just being authentic and really knowing what you want. You know, having your non-negotiables, your list of non-negotiables and having those things that you're willing to compromise on and have that conversation up front, you know, especially when it's quite obvious that you guys have a romantic and or sexual interest in one another. Because when we went into the uh, further into the workshop and they started talking about the race, uh, cost of raising a child, and I'm thinking to myself, man, if more people went into their relationships with this degree of intentionality, like, OK, how many children are we having? One. OK, two. OK, what's the cost on that? Because everything in America is a cost. Be clear. You know, as a man to have a woman, there's a cost associated with that. It's business. And in the truest sense, it's just a contract. It's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a marriage contract. And, um, and that comes with a cost. It's like in, in certain cultures, you would pay a dowry, you know, to the family that you are about to, you know, take their daughter and marry her, you know, um, so it's still it's still a it's still a financial conversation. So to really be very clear about that up front, it's not to say that you guarantee that you're going to stay together and that everything is going to be rosy. No, it's always going to be something that you have to deal with in an intimate relationship because nobody's perfect and we all have our shit. You know, it's just that I think just from some of the people that I've seen to have relationships that work, one of the things that. I see is they have partnership. They're realistic about the fact that they are essentially in a business partnership, you could say, and they've made certain compromises to be with each other because as much as they might be compatible, it's like the saying goes, men are from Mars and women are from Venus. So on a like a purely uh, primal level, if I want to say that, uh, or purely just natural way of being level, we're different. And even with that, we can come together and have something great. So be, you know, have, I mean, seriously, do the numbers on it. You know, what's, what's the cost of college or, you know, the type of college or basic things. I I posted something on my Facebook page the other day where they were talking about <laughs> this guy was in England and he was talking about the cost of just different things that uh, Americans have to pay. Like when a woman is in the hospital, after she gives birth to her child, there is literally a cost associated with the doctor taking the baby and putting it in her arms after she's given birth to her child. That cost is $40. And then they talked about the cost of a cesarean section, which was, I want to say like, golly, maybe $2,500, three grand or something. Something like that. But the point is, everything has a cost associated with it. And anytime you're talking about children, and I know how I was as a child. I mean, you want you want every toy you can possibly imagine. That's not to mention food, clothes, you know, different expenses that come up. You know, God forbid any of them get sick. You know, you have to look at that 
and, uh, you know, have them factored into your insurance. So it's really a lot to take in. And, um, you know, and having it, you know, having seen, you know, people in relationships where you could almost tell the child is almost like a burden because mom and pops are not in alignment. And if they are together, they're kind of together just for the child or, you know, the, or the love is not there anymore. And they're just there. It's, it doesn't have to be that way. And it's again, it's about individual choice. So I'm, I'm just sharing what I've discovered and and what I would assert is some things that I've learned that will help me going forward. And a lot of that is just have my non-negotiables and it's like have that conversation with the young lady up front. And if she's aligned, great. And if not, hey, have a nice life because it's like being in business. If you've been in business, you and John are in business and y'all been in business for four or five years, 10 years, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you know, John says, uh, you know, I want I want out of this partnership and uh, I'm going to go get in partnership with uh, Faye over here, you know, or whatever. And it's obvious that the deal is such that because maybe you didn't do enough due diligence, you're about to get screwed in that deal. And you're vested because you spend all this time and effort and energy and put it into this relationship only to see it now going to going to crap. And a lot of times you see people walk away with nothing from long term relationships and then they're bitter. And it's almost impossible for a person who's been in a situation like that to go into a new relationship from the standpoint of like a clean slate and being happy and and really being able to give that person a, a, a accurate depiction of who they really are. And uh, I went to this one workshop where I studied martial arts and the workshop was called Finding True Self. And one of the things they talked about in the workshop was how, you know, you have people in life, a lot of us in life, that people that we get involved with intimately never really get to know because there's layers that we have over the years. And those layers are layers of protection from emotional hurts or whatever. And so a lot of times if a person is not cultivated, if they don't have that level of communication skill or that that listening, the ability to really listen for what people are saying, because sometimes what people are saying is not like overt. It's like subtle and it's like a meaning behind what people are saying sometimes. And if you really are a good listener, you can hear those things. And then you can also be the clearing for that individual, for that person to really get freed up based on being um, a great communicator. And a lot of us have not taken the time to develop or cultivate our communicate skills of communication. So work on that. That's one of the main things I got. And then the other part is, is definitely work on being fully self-expressed. And most of my life, I was not self-expressed. You know, I'm a very athletic person and uh, very gifted, you know, and in a lot of ways, I, I would say, you know, I, I I have a pretty good singing voice, but most people never knew me as somebody that sings or somebody that was, you know, athletically, you know, gifted or whatever, because I very rarely asserted myself when I was growing up. And that's one of the, you know, and I'm in this men's group right now. And one of the things that we were talking about on the call today is the importance of being fully self-expressed as a man, because women are not going to tell you as a man what to do. Why should they? You know, and if they did, that would take all of all of the fun out of it as a man, whether it's fair or not, 
Women expect us to know. And to the degree that we do not know what to do, women do not care. (laughs) Be clear on that. So as a man, take the time and study and learn about women. And there's a lot of great literature and a lot of great books out here to give us that education that we can not just have as knowledge, but we can have as knowledge that we can apply so that we can empower her to be in her divine feminine and her greatness and to just you know, to really be trusting and to really let her hair down. And at the same time, we can be our word. We can be a protector. We can be a provider because we as men have taken the time to grow and cultivate ourselves so we can be the best mate for that woman that allows us to see the best in her. Because a lot of times that's the thing that I I got from what occurred with me is that I, I did not give her enough space to really let her hair down after a while and just to con- consistently be in her divine feminine and for me to see that side of her. Cause when I see, when I would see that side of her, I'm like, Oh my God, that's the, that's the part of her that I love, you know? And so it's just about learning the lesson in life. And as long as we learn the lesson then that's growth and sometimes growth as the saying goes, or as my martial arts uh, instructor said, he said, do you want comfort or do you want growth? <laughs> And of course, you know, we all raised our hand and said we wanted growth. And of course, as he went on to say, growth is not always pleasant. It's not always or as I like to say, it ain't it ain't sexy a lot of times. However, growth and taking the time to go the extra mile to, you know, do the extra set of push ups or whatever. You know, that's where the difference is made. And like they say, to the victor goes the spoils. So it's like for the people who are really willing to put themselves at risk and do the work and be vulnerable and forgive me if I've rambled and I made I may delete this and record it again. So I'm more concise and to the point. Um, but ultimately, the main thing is that, uh, you know, to be fully self-expressed, to be authentic uh, and to just own your power, you know, man or woman. And don't make apologies for being a badass. Don't make apologies for being somebody that makes things happen or somebody that has a great amount of je ne sais quoi, you know, uh, to where people are drawn to you. If you got the juice, own it, you know, and use that to your benefit to create what you want in your life and and to empower others so that they can create what they want for themselves in their life. I did a relationship workshop last year oh no excuse me this year i did a relationship workshop in august and you know after the relationship ended i was confronted felt like a complete loser and you know you go through some really or i went through some really tough emotions and um that said you know i pushed the date back like four different times for the relationship workshop because i'm like I haven't had that many. And furthermore, I'm like, since I just had a relationship that ended, who in the world am I to be doing a relationship workshop? And at the same time, one of the things that inspires me in life is seeing people in love. You know, I love flirting with women. You know, even if I don't take it to a level beyond that, I love just that dance of masculine and feminine. And when that flow is there, it's like, it's like a beautiful symphony, you know, it's a it's a really nice thing to see. And um, and so to actually see people, you know, really into each other after years of being together and they still 
touch each other and they hug each other and they look each other in the eye and they kiss each other and they really have each other's back. Uh, that's absolutely priceless. It's sort of like there, there's a quote that goes something to the effect of uh, if a man is so fortunate as to find his work in life, let him ask no other blessing. And, you know, like from a standpoint of like relationships, you have a lot of um, what am I trying to say? Uh, you have a lot of uh, you have a lot of quantity out here in terms of men or women, you know, the quality, though. That's another conversation altogether. So if you are fortunate enough to have somebody that has your back, that gives you a hug when you come in the door at the end of the day and say, babe, how was your day? Or if they're, you know, if they know you well enough to know that, you know, let me give them some time to decompress and then I'll go talk to them, see what we can create for the rest of the night. And if you guys are in business together, maybe you work on your small business or you're planning your next trip or whatever it is. But really, it's about enjoying each other and having fun. It shouldn't be so heavy and so freaking significant. So, you know, if you got somebody like that in your life, you know, consider yourself really fortunate and very blessed and enjoy each other. Have fun. Laugh. You know, go on adventure trips and, you know, things that I was hoping to do with her that didn't get fulfilled on. Uh, but ultimately, I guess was there for me is with uh, a young lady that I'm interested in now is that I am being a demand for those things. So when it comes to us, you know, preparing food together or going to the park or, you know, planning a trip together or working on business opportunities together or going to different events. And that's one other thing I was going to add up. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki, the guy that wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, talked about how him and his wife, Kim, when he first met her, because he had already had money and had been around a bunch of fast women. And, you know, and how did he say it? I had I was around fast cars and I was around women that were even faster than the cars. So by the time he met Kim, he was ready for some serious commitment. And uh, one of the things he mentioned that I thought was profound, I actually saved that video. He talked about how when he met her, he had the thought of like taking her uh, to like a, 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 I don't know, like some little nature excursion for the weekend, which would have meant them sharing a room together, sharing a bed together, and more than likely having sex together. And, you know, that's typically what a lot of people do when they're early on in their relationship. He did something different, though, that I thought was genius. And he bought a ticket for her to go to an accounting workshop because he was already in real estate and he really wanted to see where her head was. Because if if I remember, if I remember correctly, he said something about when they met, it was at like, I want to say a networking event. So she he already knew she was you know business minded. He wanted to see her level of commitment. And to me, partnership is everything. And so he paid for her. The ticket to go to the accounting weekend workshop, which she did, which she said she didn't want to do, but he paid for it. So she went and she said she actually had a great time and learned some things about accounting that she was actually excited about that otherwise she would have never discovered. So as opposed to him saying, OK, Kim, I'm really digging you. You know, let's go to the mountains for the weekend and rent this uh, this cabin and then we'll go hiking and we'll you know, do some stuff like that, which would have meant having sex and not that sex is bad. But it's like when you've been through a certain amount of stuff, you realize it's like this. You can get sex anywhere. It's like, however, to get commitment and to have partnership with somebody, 
that's everything, you know, because that makes the sex even better because you got, you know, you guys are on the same page and same level of commitment. So to actually have that, that's really one of the greatest blessings you can ever get in this life. I mean that on everything that means anything to me. So if you have somebody like that in your life, consider yourself fortunate. Stay hungry. As my man Les Brown says, you got to be hungry. And if you got somebody like that in your life that lights your fire, you know, after months of being together or years of being together, keep present to everything you did to get that individual and keep doing those very same things like your life depended upon it, you know, so that you keep possibility alive. So you keep opportunity and, and love and relatedness in the space of your relationship with one another, you know, and that's what creates that opportunity to, you know, discover each other newly each day um, in ways that may have never occurred before because you're just open to creating newly. As the saying goes, uh, we are born again every day that we wake up. So born again is a is a figurative term. So when you wake up in the morning and you have a chance to lay there next to your beautiful spouse, and maybe you guys have a chance to, I remember one time I was where I woke up next to her and we were just sitting there laying next to each other. And we just kind of reflected like, wow, this is good. You know, <laughs> it was really freaking amazing to just sit there and lay next to this beautiful creature and enjoy her. And we really didn't say much, but I think I may have put my arm around her and she kind of, you know, snuggled up next to me. And it was just a really cool experience. And it wasn't even sex. It was just like it was intimacy, you know, and uh, we may have had a brief conversation, but we laid there for as long as we could before we had to get up and get our day started. And it's little things like that that make all the difference in the world. So in the midst of everything that I've said, hopefully you found some value in something that I've shared. And, uh, you know, like I said, ultimately, uh, the reason why I'm going to be doing another workshop is because it's about knowing what's possible and being able to fulfill on that. And out of me being a contribution to others with the relationship workshops, I get something for myself in my life that actually shows up to where I have more possibilities in that space in terms of the women that I may meet and encounter that just have the right mindset that are, you know, that take care of their health, their spiritual and are business owners or entrepreneurial minded. In other words, just something that allows for me to as uh, what's the quote from Einstein? He says, uh, everything is energy. And when you raise your vibration to a certain frequency, you cannot help but get that as your reality. So if I'm constantly focused on raising my vibration to being the best man I can be, loving myself, respecting myself, eventually I meet someone else who's in that same space and we can come together and build something amazing. And even from the standpoint of like sex, a lot of times if you don't have the desire for it, there's nothing wrong with that. Just be okay with the fact that you don't want to do anything that night. It happens. And so it's really just about taking uh, self-inventory and realizing what's important to you on a moment-by-moment basis and doing everything you can to enjoy each other thoroughly for the time that you have with each other. Uh, that goes for family or, you know, good friends also, obviously. 
And uh, that's what makes this journey called Life Worth Living is having somebody to share it with. And when I did my first relationship workshop toward the end of it, <laughs> I used that quote from uh, Billy D. Williams in, uh, what was that, Mahogany, when he said uh, to Diana Ross when she was on the little stage or podium accepting some award or whatever, being acknowledged by the community or something. And he stood and he just, you know, made a space for himself. And he just said to her while she was on stage, he says, success means nothing. Success means nothing unless you have somebody to share it with. And I'm telling you, that's a lifeline for a lot of us. When you get that great hug at the end of the day, after a hard day, and like they talk about, you know, you hug for 20 seconds or more, that's a a release of oxytocin. And oxytocin is actually, was the love hormone for one. But secondly, it's also, as they say, that people that hug more live longer, you know. So I'm telling you, yeah, you can get, you can get laid anywhere, anytime, especially in this day and, day and age. I mean, there's people everywhere. So it's just a choice if that's what you want or if you want something more. And if you want something more, take the time to invest in yourself. Write out your list of non-negotiables and write out your uh, your description, if you will, of what you're seeking in a mate. Sort of like a job description, you know, And as, as I'm saying that. Actually, I need to post that because I wrote mine out some time ago based on some work that I was doing with this uh, spiritual healer. And that's what she was uh, requesting of me. So I'm going to go ahead and post that somewhere so I can see it on a regular basis and refresh my memory each day on what it is that I'm seeking. And I would uh, offer that for yourself as well. So be true to yourself. Stand up for what is important to you. And if early on you sense that that person is not aligned with that, do them a favor and yourself and end the relationship. And that's one of the other things that I meant to say early on and I got distracted was that if I had really been present and no disrespect to her. But if I saw the relationship going the way that it did, I would have ended the relationship mainly because it was obvious that partnership was not present and maybe she wanted something different. And for whatever reason, I was not in the position to give that to her. And I think that's as much a courageous, courageous thing as anything else, because if it's obvious that it's not working, then one of the best things you could probably do is to let her go. So you can get on with your life and let her get on with her life so that, uh, you know, you can not waste that time, energy and effort. Because when you start talking about getting your heart broken and your feelings crushed for some people, that can literally take you out of here, you know, and I know I have felt so empty and so low at times because of that relationship not working and realizing just how much I dropped the ball. Yeah, she wasn't perfect. I'll be the first to say that. And at the same time, again, there's a lot of things I could have done and, uh, you know, helping to hold the space, you know, being a better provider for her that would have allowed for, you know, us to have a much better chance of still being together. And, you know, it's just, it's life. You learn the lesson. And as you know, again, the key is learning the lesson and you move on. The bigger point to it all is that sometimes those scars are, they cut pretty deep and it, it can take a while for them to heal. And that's what I'm saying. So if you notice early on that you guys are not on the same page, I don't, how great, I don't care how great the sex might be, but if you guys don't communicate well, if it's obvious that she's not trying to do it, 
if he's not trying to step up and handle his responsibilities, lady and ladies, and you know, be the provider that a man is meant to be. Um, if it's obvious that he doesn't have a direction in his life, if he's all confused and 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 just not, you know, taking care of his well-being or whatever, you got to choose in that moment if that's something you want to deal with. And uh, I did not give her enough good stuff to choose from to say, let me continue to fight for this relationship because I was not showing up in my power. So that's for me to own. That's not me you know, beating myself up or making myself wrong. That's just me looking at what is so, what was so, and learning the lesson. So do yourself a favor. If it's not working early on, cut it off, people. And just get on with your life because you'll, your, you'll do both of you guys a favor. And um, when you consider what's possible, you know, and I do believe that we are meant to have great relationships, great sex. We're meant to have all the money that we're willing to work to achieve and to create an amazing life together, even in the midst of what a, a world that can be crazy and chaotic and things can change in a heartbeat. Nevertheless, it's like raising a child. You know, if you give that child a good enough foundation, nine times out of 10, they're going to be good as an adult. Now, it's still a chance they could go and choose to be a delinquent or uh, you know, get in trouble and, and just do dumb stuff. But typically, because you've laid a strong foundation with them, they're going to be empowered to go out there and just get what they want from a, a point of integrity, you know, and not being some type of scheming con artist or something like that. So it's really just about laying a good foundation, being true to yourself, loving yourself, respecting yourself and not taking any shit, you know, and, and standing up for what you know is right. And a lot of times as men, the things that actually help us to be successful with women are counterintuitive. And when and as a man, if you're overly accommodating, women do not respect that. Stand up for yourself. Don't be a wuss. You know, have some balls. Take your balls off the shelf and put them in and in, in, in put them back on your person, so to speak, and operate in your relationship from from an empowering context, because that's what that's what keeps her attracted. That's what keeps her engaged and wanting to jump your bones and and do all types of freaky things with you is because you're owning the space as a man. And when you don't do that, it's just going to be a hot mess. Believe me, it's not a good look. So take care of yourselves. Continue to go for what you know is the best and for yourself and your life. And know that you will have somebody that matches that vibration at some point in time. And don't give up. Just stay the course and keep taking the actions for creating the best life that you want even in the midst of things that show up at times to have you wondering if it'll ever happen, keep keep going. Don't stop.